And that's how I ended up on the S-curve, covered in milk. Ooh, S-curve's dangerous. I can't imagine if milk was involved. <laughs> it's a bad day. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even think. And then, uh, you know, it was pretty cold this morning, so it, it was more like an icy milk Slushy. shake. <laughs> milk shake. <laughs> an icy milkshake. What's up, everybody? We are ZZP Power Hour number 140. Right now, it's just Bo and I. We might be joined by a turbo, Tim. Black <laughs> we, Friday. Yeah, we got we got a lot of busy people around the shop, and uh, we're just being a couple bums and drinking up here. But yep. <laughs> we worked hard to get here, though. So, <laughs> I appreciate everyone joining in the chat. Looks like we got a couple uh, regulars: Adam Project, Dan North, Swartwout. I recognize that name. He's a thirty-eight hundred guy, right? Yeah, I believe so. Wet fat cat scat. Woo! <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, today is Black Friday and it is our only sale of the year. So you got a couple more hours. It's uh, four o'clock now. You got till midnight to buy your things. There's some really good discounts. Um, I would say the coilovers. Yeah, coilovers. Are, are ex- we, we've been ex- selling a lot of those. Coilovers today. are exceptional. Some of the intercooler packages. And, you know, both things that I think any of our platform cars would benefit from greatly. So if you haven't already checked out the deals, go look at the website. Uh, the website's super friendly this year, I thought. Oh, Gives yeah. You, it's no hiccups. Well, and just it really shows you, you know, what is on sale, um, notates your cost savings um, and everything. So, yeah. Zeke, I, Zeke totaled his cobalt last night. That is very sad. I, uh, Hopefully you're okay. Obviously you're on the podcast, so um, you've made it. But um, I hope I wish you well if you're looking for another one. Uh, Adam Project quantities are limited to typically what we have in stock. Uh, stock's pretty decent this year. We do have some items that are up for pre-order, um, so mm-hmm. take a look for those. I know we've been out of LNF Stage Two cams for a while, and we just got those back in. Those are moving, so. Stage 2 cam is a great mod for the LNF. Compare those with a set of valve springs. Yeah, Ecotechs in general were under-cammed from the factory. Uh, you know, it's not quite as big of a jump as like a blower uh, LSJ, because those ones really need cams. But uh, we also have those in stock, too. Jason, O2 GTP Turbo Pace Car. That sounds sweet. You should email that in so we can rate your ride on here. What's yeah. the uh, what's the email to send that into, Mike? Marketing at zzperformance.com. Marketing at zzperformance.com, Jason. Send us some uh, exterior pictures, some underhood pictures, some build info, and we'll go ahead and throw it up here and see what we think. I'm sure it's pretty sweet if it's a pace car with a turbo on it. Oh, yeah. Any any 3800 with a turbo. That is, that is deserves, what Tyler needs. Deserves some attention. It, it is what I need. I, I would love Two-door blue. Oh, that the, the pace car is the Daytona blue, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good blue. Yeah, that's a good blue. I, I, I could go for that. So somebody, somebody, find me a decent one uh, that's not eight thousand dollars because I'm not going to buy a thirty eight hundred for eight thousand dollars. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike was out doing putting in the work. He was shipping today. Uh, <laughs> I've I've shipped on Black Friday. It is, it's an exciting place to be because talk about nonstop. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The atmosphere in there is phenomenal. Music going, just packages and boxes flying, like literally flying. Pallets <laughs> full of bu- packages being picked up by UPS throughout the day. Yeah, the the amount of UPS trucks that we get in through here this weekend is. Oh, they've been camped outside. They're, oh yeah, they're, they just, they just wait. They're, they're like one behind the next, just in line. <laughs> yep. Heck yeah. 
Arcane got some cruise parts to fix his sister's car. Bo, did you buy anything for Black Friday? I did not. No? Nothing? Nothing. Got anything you're eyeing tonight? Um, a few things, but nothing too crazy. I was, I was a little bummed. I've been keeping my eye out for some good deals. Um, one of, but car parts and just, you know, clothing and general stuff coming into Christmas, but nothing too crazy jumped out at me. There's hey. the beak. There he is. Boosted beak. Hey. Coming in with the late ad. How many Black Fridays have you been here for, Boosted beak? All of them. Every <laughs> single um no not for the first few years but the uh the first one man it was it was insane like zoom just like went on the website and he would just change a product price and then like (laughs) and then he would it was it was man it was hard we had like excel documents and times and oh, it was yeah. so complicated back in the day well the yeah. old the old style sales where there'd be 10 intercoolers and you know the first two are 50 percent off and then yeah. the, the the discounts would go down that that was probably pretty wild now it's we've got a nice website it's all automated like it did feel super like um uh just like almost like a lottery back in yeah the day. yeah yeah yeah, it was cool, but um, I, I definitely like how we do it now. I mean, yeah, they're like one or two people would get a really good deal, and then most people would be upset that it wasn't them. Yeah. So now at least it's it's everything is just one on of sale the Black and... Friday deals. You were when you walked in, we were talking about if I was eyeing any Black Friday deals. One of the Black Friday deals that I was interested in was first five people get a hundred dollars off, and I'm like, man, I could stay up till midnight and get a hundred dollars off. But I'm like, I don't even want to try and compete for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just give me a deal I know I can lock in. Man, and back in the day too, like I don't know how many of the people that are listening but remember this, but our website, like it would go midnight and the website would just shut off. Yeah, yeah I remember crash. that. I remember that. I remember refresh like I stayed up. Four hours past my bedtime for this, you know, because I had a bedtime. I'm in high school. <laughs> Every everybody was so mad at us, and we're just sitting here pulling, you know, pulling yeah. our hair out, just like ah, just just work and accept money. Yeah. Like, and then everybody's just mad be up by morning, like, oh. though. Yeah. yeah. Man, they were man. We lost a lot of us core employees have lost some years of life from these Black Friday sales. Yeah, Steve was talking about like twenty hour days. Yeah, we wanted him to get up here and tell some stories. Steve Hickman has all the Black Friday stories. I wish that you guys could see the pile of packages. I yeah. mean, man, we the, I think last year we took a picture. We should uh, grab a picture. Well, they oh, they already so. got picked up. Yeah. I, I did put one Once. on our story. Okay, for a, okay. Of a good pile, but it's it's gonna keep going. Yeah, like when I, I just randomly went out there because I had a question and I saw a pile of boxes that was um, six foot high, <laughs> about seven or eight foot wide and about 30 feet long. Mm-hmm. And that was like, not really that late in the day. Yeah. Um, UPS, I mean, that was here when, when I got here this morning at 830. Yeah. And then like, we've already had a few pickups today. Like on these days, we talk to all of our, our, our shipping companies and we're like, hey, can you please send a second, third truck, Yeah, you know, throughout the day to like, you know, so you guys aren't here for hours loading. I think and it, they do. 
I think it was last year, maybe the year before, we had every at the end of the day we had everything over by where the loading dock used to be, and there was six UPS trucks, and they <laughs> yeah, were just cool. like filling them as much as they could, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, River Peacock, uh, Black Friday deals next year are probably going to be very similar to them now, but uh, yeah. I'd say pick up the stuff you want today if it's on sale. Tomorrow we do have ten percent off, uh, basically the whole store, other than. Uh, parts that we can't offer discounts on but um you know you got that monday is free shipping or 50 percent off international shipping which actually can end up saving you big bucks for a, the a lot guys. of all those canadian guys uh that need if you're if you've been saving up for a big order and trying to consolidate your shipping hit the click yeah on monday yeah Connor, if the full turbo kit lists in stock then it is uh, built to order Typically, all of our turbo kits are, um, our inventory guy may have just pulled the regular 257 out so we could have stock for those big those kits. turbo kits. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Yeah, if, if you guys have any questions today, we really have nothing to go off. We're just going to keep rapping for the next hour or so. Uh, you know, feel free, chime in. Uh, Derek, we used to do sales on engines, but um, they're getting harder to find. So. Yeah. The, those are staying full price, uh, but they might be on sale tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many products have exclusions for sales, but if you don't see what you want on sale today, then definitely check tomorrow. Uh huh. Dean's mentioning work order numbers. I remember the first time I was here, my first Black Friday, and I was tuning the 3800s. I come in and I open my work order list, and I'm like, something's broke. <laughs> that's, that's not right. There can't be that many workers. <laughs> and then you start scrolling through and you're like, nope, sure as heck. That's how many tunes I have to send a day. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were joking because the 3,800 guys, Black Friday comes around and they're like, yeah, I could use another tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girlfriend's car needs one. Sure, why not? Maybe yeah, I just yeah. need a new one for my car. I don't know. Just have an extra PCM. They're always half off. I mean, I think yeah. they weren't quite half off this year, but yeah. That, that Just was throw funny. a PCM in the cart. Yeah, I have I have a weird memory. Like my memory is really bad, but like I have a really good memory with like a customer's last name and if they have our tune. Uh huh. And I would see the same name. Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, you already have this tune. Like, <laughs> it's like I've got one LSJ guy who orders a PCM update every six months. And Just he, to check in. He, well, no, he oh. he flashes over to stock so he can. Uh, pass emissions uh-huh. oh. and then gets and then sends it back and then gets it on and this last time i'm like dude just at this point you could have bought yeah. hp tuners and i would do it for free or yeah do, do that because then we can remote tune you to your car your mods which yeah. is so much better like i like i know we've always catered to not having a tuner but like you guys you gotta have a tuner at this point like it is so worth it you have no idea like Mail order tunes do mostly suck. I'm going to be honest. Like a remote tune is where it's at. Oh, oh yeah. And mail order tune is like, hey, you have these random mods. Like this should work out for you to get the car started and drive around. But but there are so many things that can that can require tweaks or your fuel can just be terrible. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, remote lot. tunes Lots are, of benefits. Like, or maybe, you know, and a lot of times, most of our bass tunes or box tunes or can tunes or flash. Whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Um, a little more conservative. Yeah. I, I got a lot of 1.0 guys with like a stage kit. 
who are running 93 who we can get four more degrees of timing in the car yeah and and lean it out like you know so overall but yeah somebody could have loaf and jug and then yeah we can't just ship you that aggressive of a tune because you know it's not the same across the board but if you have a good runner you did the mods right and you got good fuel on it there's always room for improvements shift points too they're normally spot on um everybody's got a little different tire different tire size that's what i was gonna say you know different vehicle weights if your car's heavier then it's you know you might need to we might need to bump your shift points a little bit if it's lighter we might have to lower them a little bit like there are a lot of factors that can like benefit from tweaks like with sorry go ahead um with the torque based can with the torque based ecm cars so like the one four turbos the ltgs and atsvs like I can't even say what the average boost is of each car because it is so different from customer to customer. Like I can't oh, yeah. say, yup, th- they all end up, pounds, yeah. yeah, they all end up at 16 pounds. Like they don't like yeah. every customer car, like there, there can be a, a four or five PSI difference between two, like between email one and email two. Yeah. Like it's. You know, remote tuning is so, so key. What I was going to say is it's also a great way to make sure that your stuff's in check. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And then from, and then the second thing I was going to say is there's a, there's usually some fun factor we can add to it, especially on a 65E. Like if you want a little bit more aggressive shift point yeah. or firmness in the tranny, maybe we, we need to play with the converter lockup because of your driving style or the cam you have in the car. Um, but the biggest thing is being able to recognize is if your parameters are in check, you know, do you have a vacuum leak, all the, all the yeah. stuff that really makes a difference at the end of the day that you might not even know yeah. if you're not actually scanning the car live. So, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the PCM, we, we all tune with fuel trims and that's, you know, how GM's set up. Um, it has a certain amount of adjustment it can make without setting a check engine like so you could have you know plus 20 trims and Mm -hmm. uh just having that scan will tell you what you need to know Uh, because you guys got to keep in mind um a a vacuum leak depending on where it is is also a boost leak uh so if, if you know obviously you can have a boost leak from the turbo to the throttle body that's boost only so you just lose you just lose potential airflow to your engine um, but if that leak is on your intake manifold, that is a vacuum and a boost leak. So what happens is, is your ECM is like, oh crap, like I'm only seeing this much airflow. So I'm only going to deliver this much fuel, but the O2 sensor reports and says, Hey, I need a lot more fuel. So it dumps more fuel in. And then what happens when you go into <laughs> boost, you lose yeah, some air. Yeah. So then all of a sudden now the ECM is already adding fuel but the air that it did see isn't making it into the engine, so it's that much more rich. Yeah. So it's double rich at oh, full throttle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah, it's compounded rich. So like vacuum boost leaks are bad times. Bad, yeah. bad times. I mean, we have a car just in house that Bo, you know, I, I I was tuning. It was a car we bought from a customer. It had an intercooler on it. And I'm like, man, this car's got a weird drivability issue. Can you have the mechanics like but like pressure test it. And one of the mechanics is like, this thing's got a Mishimoto intercooler on it and it's leaking out of both end tanks. So we just had to fix it with pulling that Mishi off and putting a ZZP one on. And then the car drove like way better. Yeah. 
You know, yeah, and that's, that's nothing against Mishi. They make a nice core, yeah. but the coupler situation isn't great. It's yeah. do they use the stock clamps on the yeah. LTG? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, and it I was leaking out of both sides. I don't like reusing those, especially you know they're all tension clamps and, mm-hmm. and sizing might be a little different. But um, Luis, uh, two hour data log. I, I mean, heck yeah, brother. I, any, anytime you can get, I, I always tell people now, you know, at least 15, 20 minutes. Get twenty minutes some, is my minimum. Get me some good data, something like two hours. That'll really fill in yeah. <laughs> where like, you need it. All three of us are tuners here, and like we can scroll. Yeah, <laughs> we can scroll. We, like we can you... go right to where we need to, <laughs> anywhere in that two hours. What's really nice is you're averaging in a lot of the fuel trim stuff that we uh-huh. need to reference, so we can make more accurate adjustments. Adjustments the car truly does need. Yeah, because yeah, I mean you got differences between warm up and then once the car is fully up to temp and. Uh, so yeah, you know, feel free to get as much data as you want. Um, you know, typically a short data log is is way worse than being too long. I don't know if too long is even Mike. A thing. I need like three more of these. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that too. As Mike sneaks in and out of the camera, yeah, sneaks in with some more bourbon. I thought you were gonna bring some of them long drinks up. I th- I thought so too, but we were talking ATSV things like thank you, like. Yeah, we. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit of ATS. You know stuff. what? I'm Not gonna much, sneak a little bit of this we out got here. Some stuff to talk about. We almost made 900 wheel horsepower today. I'm gonna say it's close enough to where is I that, can say almost 900. Is yep. that what Matt was just? Yeah. Doing? Yeah. And that is, and that is not on my car, which had the Zona kit. Like, this is on another ATSV. So now a second ATSV that has broken Ooh. 800 here. The red one. And, and to I mean, be fair, I mean, we're just leaning on it. Something's we're right not, I wouldn't even <laughs> say leaning on it. We're just getting it to work. No, we, <laughs> we, um, we uh, built an engine because the ATSVs, yes, they all do make... They, so, all, right. they, they all blow up. They all blow up. Let's just go ahead and put that Currently, the engines but. that we've been working with, um, head studs, main studs, our bearing combo. Yeah. And when I say bearing combo, um, you know, we take out the factory stop-start stop, bearing. We have our uh, own bearing that we like to use. Uh, King makes the bearing. Sorry, I shouldn't say it's our own bearing. Yeah. Um, King makes the bearing. We run a Maxima RS 1040 oil with our tolerances yeah. in it. And it's got a main stud and a head stud. Other than that, it is a stock LF4. Yeah, because for the people that you know might not be familiar with the ATSV, when I say they all blow up, um, we're not melting pistons here. We're not breaking rods here. Yeah, no titanium um, rods. You're not. It's you're it's not a typical those. you know the blocks. It, it's it's two block halves like. Start making power. Things start moving. We yep. go through the oil film. It touches a bearing off. The yeah. engine's done. Yeah, like so much power, stuff starts jiggling because I think that's what it's doing, it's jiggling. And then the main caps Christ are just like yeah. like this. And then of course you touch you touch yep. and then it's and then it's over. Because as soon as you touch Anything. a crank yeah. to a bearing, it's over. Because yeah. like there has to be that oil film there, and if there's no oil film there, boom, wiped out. Mm-hmm. Done. Well, and when you're working with cylinder pressures that are so high, it's yeah. actually pushing the crank down. If yep. you run into any kind of knock situation, the cylinder pressure is quadruple. Yep. Yeah. Everything yeah. gets yeah. worse. Um, you know, we got a customer car here on stock turbos that had some bearing. Not a failure, but, you know, they tired were bearings. Close, yeah. Because, you know, it's 
the car's making 600 plus wheel horsepower and yeah there's a reason it didn't come from gm with that amount like yeah. <laughs> you know those cars need to go a hundred thousand miles with no problems at all and when you so currently like we we're just say, we're just approaching power. the lf4 stuff with keep it simple um you know we have a lot of dreams for it at the, but currently we're just keeping it simple head studs main studs and our Getting bearing combo in check yep you know uh, we're, we're hoping that the uh the main studs are the primary fix for it uh we've we've got some other you killer. know potential magic in it but um but yeah and adam project nope more than that and Ooh. dean a little less than that oh my but gosh like, that's all that's all the farther i'm gonna go it's it's, it's it's wild it sounds amazing so <laughs> it, it sounds, sounds like amazing anywhere in the building it yeah amazing. yeah yeah shakes the building yeah but yeah, so we're we're gonna be coming out with HESV stuff in the near future. You know, more. Well, we, we had kinda, a good we product took line, a break. but yeah, we're yeah. definitely hitting twenty four on the, with the yeah. ground running on the HESV stuff. Um, we got two cars specifically that we're looking to make some stuff happen. Uh-huh. I mean, three kind of. I yeah. mean, three if you yeah. include yours. Yeah. Yeah, we um we I still have the fastest manual, so um we, from twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, from twenty eighteen. <laughs> So, I mean, there's not really a point to trying to compete with you auto guys. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, those, we bought those are good. We bought an auto, like, uh, two years ago, I think. Ooh. The red the red a year and a half, maybe. A yeah. year and a half, two years ago, we bought an auto. And it's been and just kind of... It's been a pure R&D car. Yeah. Like, fuel system R&D car. Matt has been heading that up. And, um, it had now, stock intakes on it until about... <laughs> A month yeah, ago. It did. <laughs> yeah, the car was very stock, and we we're literally running like E98 fuel in it to determine fuel system stuff, yep. just to put the max load on this thing, to determine like the max of, of you know, the fuel pump lobe, the in-tank pump, like mm-hmm. we have all that data. And then now we bought another car that we're going to compete with all the rest of the ATSV guys. Yeah. But um, I don't think a lot of ATSV dudes are in here, so we probably nah, probably. Probably, Probably should not. move on and not Sorry. bore everybody uh, else. Derek Chilson, uh, tips for running corn long term. Uh, personally, just just put it, put it in and tune for it. But Agreed. I I've never. Now this isn't to long, say that it is long term. I would say thirty to fifty thousand miles. You could pull your injectors, um, and just check the tip of the injector. What they'll do is form a little like. Um, teardrop shaped like black gooey end on yeah. the tip of the injector and from my understanding that's just some stuff in the tank some stuff in the line slowly making it to the injector tip um because you know the fuel system isn't a hundred percent rated for ethanol it's completely fine to put ethanol in it but you know it's stuff making it through the filter or in an ecotex case that doesn't have a filter and it'll just gum up the tip a little bit and this is like I said, thirty thousand miles. So if you just take the injectors out and clean them every couple of years, yeah, do it. Do a fuel filter. I mean, I would like say long term, that's the only. Yeah, that and a fuel filter. Long term, that's the only recommendation. Do a fuel filter every year. They're ten bucks. When you're doing them often, it's easy to get on and off. When they've been stuck on there for yeah. fifteen years, they suck. But um, my ATSV has been on full E85 pump for years sorry i can't i can't i'm not talking about new stuff like uh like a 3800 with e85 in it for 30 to fifty thousand miles yeah yeah um i think replace your plugs often i think the the biggest thing is i think you guys just keep in mind uh e85 is it sucks in a lot of moisture 
So mm-hmm. um, maybe the, your oil changes. Like, don't push your oil yeah. changes. Like, sure, keep your hurts. oil changes and do not forget to put some um, some anti-seize on the spark plugs when you put them in yeah. because E85 is 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 so dry. It's such a dry fuel that it's trying to pull moisture like moisture everything. from everything. Yep. So like the problem is with it <coughs> is that your spark plugs can get seized in the head. We haven't run into that problem in a long time now, but it it was a problem originally. So a little tiny bit of anti-seize on your threads and you're good. Um, and then make sure that you don't have like EVAP and EGR deletes. Any vented hose yeah. from your fuel tank is gonna get it. It's yeah, like air if, in there, yep. Like the, the old thirty eight hundred guys with the EGRs and they just like put an EGR block up plate on it, have an open hose to your, your fuel tank. You know, evap deletes with open vent tubes to atmosphere. Like that is that tank is so dry, it's pulling in water. Mm-hmm. And water is heavier than gas. Um, and if the car sits for a long time, like you could totally have like water in like the bottom of your tank. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, if you daily drive it, it's it's not going to happen because ethanol will absorb some water and and you'll keep just drawing it in. But the biggest thing is like, hey, like there is no horsepower gains to deleting your EGR and your EVAP. So just keep all that stuff hooked up and working, and then you don't have to worry about yeah, water at all. It's, it's 2023. We yeah. don't need to be doing that kind of stuff. Uh, Adam Project made a good point, like Bo said. Don't don't drive three miles all the time. Even on regular gas, that's not good. You want to get that oil up to temp that's so the it big can start one. to burn off. And and that's not just the, the thing for your, your hardcore mod car. Like, that's any that's car. That's bad for any car. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You like, really got to get that oil up to temp to boil out the water. Yeah, um, at least if, if your you PCV system is going to your <laughs> PCV system is going to do what it can, but you really need a long drive. I would recommend if you have let's because I used to be in the same situation when I worked at my dad's shop. I drove two miles a day with an E85 car. Yeah, not great, right? So you know, I drive. I let it warm up every morning. I drive it to work. I shut it off. I'd run to lunch in the car. Yeah. Come back. Like, Shut it off. Yeah. Lots of bad short trips. So once a you know once a weekend every Friday we I'd get the girlfriend in the car and we'd go for an hour drive. You know, because well I like to drive the car anyway, but <laughs> it was good to just literally just burn off that moisture that the oil has collected and absorbed all week long of short trips. So, um, and I know even um, yes, Craig, do not do the EGR delete anymore. <laughs> Hook it back up. It's fine. I pulled my Regal uh, last, it was like two winters ago. I had a lot of stuff going in my garage, and I didn't have like the Regal stored stored. Yeah. But it was in the garage when it could be. So there was several times all winter that it got moved out of the garage and parked in the driveway. And then I'd pull it back in at the end of the weekend. You know, like all that. Yeah. I pulled the uh, engine apart to uh i don't know what i was doing you know me i was doing stuff and i pulled i pulled the engine apart in the the valve covers in the rocker arms on on the rear side specifically um were covered in that white foamy oily nastiness and i was like this is this is e85 right here like Uh just the 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 game you play with it um got the regal on pump gas for storage this year and it's not starting at all but you know yeah and i'm the i'm the lazy route where i just keep the 85 in it all i've done that for many years without an issue i've never had a problem if you're gonna don't be starting it up and moving around all the time yeah yeah you know um here's here's one i had a 
not a ZZP platform car, but um, funny. So <laughs> I lived like seven minutes from work, like six, seven minutes from work for a while. Um, that vehicle, I would drive to work and by Thursday, if I made a short run for ZZP, it would, the vehicle would not start if oh, I wow. shut it off because that, that like five to seven minute drive, like over four days wasn't enough to charge the battery <laughs> for the amount of starts that I put on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Dang. It had a smaller battery than stock, but not a race battery. Yeah. It was like a, it was basically kind of like a, a Honda battery, like yeah, a yeah, Honda a Fit, Fit battery. battery. But yeah, that vehicle, like that was not enough time to even charge it. Crazy. So what I would do is like once a week, I would just get on the highway and take like the long route home and then, then I was fine. Yeah. But the first time that I had to put a jump pack on it to start it at, at our powder coater place, Coatings Plus, was pretty embarrassing. Oh, I bet. Uh, Dairyland LNF, uh, yeah, Dairyland LNF, LNF stage two cams, pros and cons, all pros, no cons. Yeah, I agree. Like, not <laughs> a agree. single con. It's a variable valve timing car. Yeah. So yeah. the no drivability loss at all. None. None. Yeah. The the only time where you might notice it's a little bit different is like idling around a parking lot. Ryan Derrick that, that's about does it. let his car idle for hours on end. <laughs> hours. <laughs> I've hours. seen that dude leave his car idle for like three hours before. Yeah, yeah. I Snowball. Swear, I swear he forgets about it half the time. Yeah. Like three hour starts. Like that's that's excessive. But yeah, LNF on a Z fifty seven hundred percent. Do camps, man. Valve I've... springs, like, there's no reason not to, and you can pick up. I mean, on a Z57, didn't we have one that recently came with a 57? And then we did cams. I feel like we did that this summer, and they picked up some pretty solid gains. Um, but you know, part head. part of that is replacing your valve springs, especially old whooped stock ones are less than their original rating. So, getting in, even even getting fresh valve springs, whatever they are. You know, we had that happen this summer, the the fresh valve spring thing. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Old build, like early two thousands two four build. Uh -huh. Matt's like, man, this thing acts like it doesn't have a valve spring. Ryan just said it's never been for hours. Mm, His it snowball is idled for like half hours. a day <laughs> once. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ryan, we're gonna call BS on that. Yeah, uh, been, I've been here five years, and I know it's happened you're, more. You're not than here once. to defend yourself, so <laughs> that's all I gotta say about yeah, that. He called, was on, days. he called in sick on a day you can't call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> the one day, the, the one day, day you can't call in sick. Oh, like I'm, funny. I'm late. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm late. The topic, might as well call him out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm late to the podcast because it's Black Friday. Yeah, uh, Ryan, I just want to make it known. Uh, I drove from Detroit this morning at like 5 a.m. So, <laughs> you know, I woke up this morning. <laughs> And I was I was still sleeping. And I'm like, oh, Tyler's driving right now from Detroit. <laughs> oh, and it was one of those like when I fell asleep last night, I passed out, yeah. like was just zonked. And uh, I woke up, and I'm just like, okay, in the shower, you know, just it did getting... feel it did feel great when I drove in this morning and knew I wasn't the longest drive. Yeah, I yeah. knew somebody was coming farther. <laughs> and when I'm on the highway, and I'm like. 
I need to stop to get an energy drink. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't got time. Just power through. <laughs> Let's just get home. And I, I'm glad I did get home because I was still a couple minutes late. But that's okay. At least I'm here unlike Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We love you, buddy. The stingers. <laughs> I probably have emails saved from Zoom saying, if you take Black Friday off, I'm going to show up to your house. <laughs> Yeah, but Zoom's in uh, what, Zoom's in what California? Yeah, this, yeah. this weekend, so uh, he's, he's he the can, one guy who can get away. Well, with yeah, he, he kind of built the company, so that's that's fair. Now we we love we love Ryan. It's all right. He knows it. But yeah, uh, shout out to Ryan for even though he's sick. He is working. Yeah, he, he, he was working. Yeah, he he is working from home, so that that's cool. We're we're answering like the same the same email a couple times today. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw something. Somebody asked about aluminum intake gaskets on the thirty eight hundred. I assume that's you just have to do it. Absolutely, yeah. the only thing to do. Yeah, I mean, um, it, all are, you have to do they is they are technically reusable, but um, by the time you RTV up the valley, they're not normally very reusable. Yeah. Why? Let that pass through. That you the have plastic to, design or, yeah. or what? Like, like the, well, it's just so the just two, that you have to RTV it. Like well, they the, came out with a revived oh, gasket, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah. Just, if you look at it, the two valley gaskets lay like this on each cylinder head, and then there's one that connects them on the bottom of the 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 valley there, and in the corner, there's no real good way to seal it. Yeah. So yeah. oil can just seep out, and it you could probably run it without any RTV and just have like a real slow seep yeah. of what flings around in the lifter area. But at the end of the day, you just want to dabble a little RTV. I it's, even, it's the same as a Sonic with that uh, front yes. cover to oh block seal. Like I even what? I even go ahead and just put so RTV dumb. on the top and the bottom of the the intake manifold and the top of the block. Just just a yeah. big RTV cake, you know. <laughs> Just don't put enough where you have to use a pry bar to get it off. Like we've no, that's had some the, that's customers. the intercooler. Guys yeah. who intercool or RTV their intercooler on too much. I've seen pictures back in the day of guys with cherry pickers <laughs> picking the front end of their car up by the blower. Oh my god! Because it won't separate from the limb. Yeah, that's when you know you've used too much RTV. Just see, see, a real light coating. That's <laughs> very all thin you need. film. And you we gotta, use you garlic keep in mind, gaskets. You got to keep in mind, like that blower <laughs> is the topmost part, and you have to spin it. If you use too much RTV, it will literally distort the housing to where it's hard to spin the blower by hand. Oh, like it actually flexes. Yeah. It. Ooh. This also applies to LSJ. It's just fortunately the LSJ has a gasket that doesn't require got RTV. A really nice gasket on the LSJ. Like yeah, I, my, I'm a fan nice. of using a finger with RTV, so like just enough to where you can barely tell the color of the RTV as you put it on the gasket. Yeah, yep, yep. That is a, well enough. Yeah. Because you have a, a CNC machined intercooler plate, you have a CNC milled intake manifold, and you have a CNC milled blower. Like it's all so flat. That, that's all flat. That's all true until you screw it up with putting too much RTV on. <laughs> and yeah, then now it's bolt it down and just barely see it peek out. Squeak out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit of squeak in there. Uh, Dan North, we honestly probably won't bring back stage one LSJ cams. Uh, the stage two is such an upgrade over i mean it's been yeah. years since we've had stage ones just grab the stage two cams today they're a hundred bucks on sale like yeah i would i would a hundred percent that's what i'm gonna do in the blue car 
Um, so yeah, if anybody's wondering, that's the next step for the blue car will be yeah. uh, stage two cams, valve springs, and then I really, now that the dyno's over here and it's so convenient, I'm going to put together the video and do all the pulley sizes. Nice. Three, four, three, one, probably two, nine, two, eight, you know, see where it takes us. But that that's one thing I've always wanted to do. And on the old, uh, on the new LSJ Heartbreaker dyno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to have a Heartbreaker, Can we talk about okay. Drew's, uh, Drew Rogue. Drewed in Oregon? Yeah, thank you for reading that. Druid in Oregon. 3,800 supercharger with 106,000 miles. What to do to keep it reliable? Well, you're going to definitely want those intake gaskets we were talking yep, about. Yep, the aluminum ones. Mm -hmm. I had a bone stock L67 car with 79,000 miles on it. I drove it till 83,000 miles on it and realized it was due for intake gaskets. I oh, said, I no. cannot believe this. This is why Dang. I bought a low mile 3,800. But uh, yeah, intake gaskets, coolant elbows. Do oh, the yeah. Dorman, uh, and we're working on some DZP stuff for the coolant elbows. Um, get you aluminum coolant elbows. Get you aluminum intake gaskets. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, I got some at my desk. Fuel filter. Transmission service. Yeah. Yeah. And that means like filter fluid change only. Yeah. Do not flush. Yeah. Yeah. Do not flush. flush. Um, anything after that's a bonus, brother. Um, and um, keep 93 in it. Get our 1.0 tune. You'll be happy. Um, pull the like, uh, pull the water pump off. Spark plugs. Sorry. Spark plugs for sure. Uh, pull the water pump off. T check the impellers out. Yeah. Make sure that they're good. I've seen those things. I've seen water pumps come off where the impeller are, they're just ate away. Yeah. You, yeah. It's well, like they're eroded away. If you have the intake off to do the the uh, lower intake manifold gaskets, you have the um, tensioner assembly off to do the elbows, the water pump's looking at you right there. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well do it because the system's drained and um, the pump's super cheap. The bolts are super easy to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's do the nice. water pump. Um, and when you put all that back together make sure that that wire harness is tight up against that front cover because what it does is it works its way out and then the serpentine belt rubs it rubs it yeah, the icm harness and then uh, you start then you start having okay. misfires and weird issues so uh, if you got the coolant system apart again our 180 or 160 thermostat great mod couple yeah. couple of podcasts ago we were talking about ieds on a 3800 and how we can't get them below what the engine is operating at so if mm -hmm. your engine's operating at 205 degrees your Ooh. iets are going to be 205 degrees that's hot so if we can yep. knock 20 or 40 degrees off of that with a thermostat do the thermostat you still got every, honestly everybody should go for the 160 in a 3800 because you still get hot heat yeah and they'll run like 165 167 on the worst days and it's and that Perfect. engine seems to like to run cool. Like yeah, they do. They make the most power the cooler they run. So there's something probably to do with piston to wall clearance yeah, yeah. to where that engine just likes to run cool. So it's it's not like you're going to give up a ton of gas mileage running a 160 thermostat. Now, if you run a, running around at 130, you're, you might give up some fuel economy, but yeah. 160 is good. Somebody mentioned a coupler and oil change. I typically don't like to dig into the blower unless it absolutely needs it. When don't you have, fix it if it ain't broke. Yeah, when you have the pulley off. So GM actually rates that fluid for a lifetime. They do. If you have the blower off, I'm down do. to dump it out and change it. <laughs> it ain't going to yeah. hurt a dang thing. But grab your pulley and just rotate it back and forth. And if it has some play in it, maybe you need a coupler. But if it 
if it's tight with that rotor pack, leave it alone. Yeah. Like uh, that's that's where we get our motto: "Go fast, not broke." Like we don't tell you to buy everything in our catalog. No, it's available if you need yes. it. But so it you, is very easy to get parts happy on a thirty-eight hundred. Sure is. At one hundred and six thousand miles, I mean, you could add a lot oh, of stuff. Yeah. What you need, not much. Josh Denton, I love your question. Two hundred fifty thousand miles L sixty-seven. Is it still mo- worth modding? Hell yeah! I had <laughs> I had a ninety-seven purple GTP that had two hundred and sixty thousand miles on it. The car was clean. The engine was clean. So it's not like it had any extra attention. The previous owner just did the oil changes on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did their oil changes every three to 4,000 miles. That thing was super clean. We put an SS intercooler on it, a downpipe, tune and one nine rockers, and ran like thir- like low 13s with it like twenty, like almost 20 years ago. So, Dang. yeah, if the engine is clean, if you pull a valve cover and it's not black and nasty and stinky, yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. And, and all the people, like, I get people emailing me, like, almost daily, and they're like, oh, should I rebuild my engine? No. no. Don't rebuild yeah, the don't engine. don't take it apart. Don't let the magic help. It's fine. Yeah. Tyler. There we go. Yep. So, uh, yep. Sorry, I was, I was going to grab a couple. Uh, Noah Hammock, uh, get our ZTP adjustable tensioner. It is so much easier to change belts change pulley sizes whatever you need because we got that reverse threaded bolt it works great um there was another comment about an lnf lower intercooler pipe popping off uh yeah let me oh i think it was yeah gordon um yes your ZZP intercooler pipe definitely should have come with t-bolts uh shoot me an email if if you need some um but yeah, a standard a standard warm drive clamp isn't gonna they keep no twenty five pounds in there. They never work. Uh, but and I tell everybody with intercooler pipes and clamps, friggin' send it with an impact. Get that thing just zinging, and don't worry about it. Like what's what's a four dollar T bolt clamp and not have to worry about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Like what I do, like get everything in place. Get the like have all your T bolt clamps in place. Jiggle stuff around, move stuff yep. around, get everything to a rested, seated position, and then z- run home. everything home. Impact gun. My trick is if it's a little old, because like I pull my car apart every year in yeah, the intercooler, yeah, yeah. and it's all intercoolers gather some form of oil in them. I, they just do. Yep. Uh-huh. And so like your pipes are oily and your couplers are oily. I love to brake clean them out and brake clean the pipe, and sometimes even install it with some brake clean on it. And it almost just like glues itself together because that sure. brake clean slips over easy. And, and then, then you run dries, the clamp yeah. down, it's dry. Or, or a dry or, connection. Heck yeah. Or some good old hairspray. <laughs> that, yeah. It works. It works. But yeah, on the topic of high mile 3800s, um, keep it simple like always. Don't be afraid of it. I got an engine in my car that's got 157,000 miles on it. It's not a ton, but same it's with, one of my favorite engines ever. Same with LSJs. Our Black Ion had 235,000 miles on the clock and was bone stock until we threw an entry level kit on and yep. made over 400. Like yep. that, yeah, I am, I think Bo said it, but I am totally in the do not let the magic out. Yeah, I am too. Camp. Don't, don't touch it. If it's good, don't touch it. It'll be good. 
All right, um, Chris Boltman oh, jumped Chris. in. Yeah, Chris, I don't mean like the half inch impact. Chris, Chris, <laughs> Chris Boltman is our head. He's our head mechanic. Like you can't run it home with one of his guns. No, he does this for a living. But uh, us poor boys, <laughs> us poor boys with our Makitas or cheaper. Yes, you can send it with those. Yeah. Yeah, no, not not the big guns. Actually, probably the best thing to use is uh, the electric ratchet. Yeah, when you can get that thing down towards the end where it's just like, it's probably tight enough. I love how Chris says that because he's the king of over tightening. (laughs) (laughs) He Uh, loves tight couplers and clamps. Paul, is this our Paul? Um, It's that is definitely our. That's our Paul. Paul, you do you do not need to retune for a smaller pulley. Uh, I would absolutely recommend pulling up, or just send me this a scan. This is a killer question. All right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Paul Clark, I'm yeah. going to start. You take it, Tim. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your pulley is only increasing the airflow through the engine if Which, you have the right mods behind it, like uh, cams, rockers, exhaust. From there, it's a math-based ECM. And it's going to adjust everything accordingly. Yes. Now, um, so the pulley, as he said, only only changes the airflow. If you run a bigger pulley, you're going to have less boost. If you have less boost, then the ECM sees less boost and it will have more timing. Mm-hmm. If you add a pulley that's smaller, it's going to see more airflow and it's going to automatically reduce the timing. Um, that does not necessarily mean that a smaller pulley is better mm-hmm. because... It's all about a balance. Like when when Paul says racing events, that is so vague. Like that's that's a question that we're all like, what? Like what, what kind of racing event? Are you going to road course this car? Are you going to are you going to do autocross? Are like, you going to do eight road course laps? That's going to require a lot larger oh, yeah. pulley, therefore less boost than if you're going to do a single quarter mile pass on a day. So um, it's all about pull. the heat. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about Tyler here is that he runs his LSJ, but he runs big pulleys on him. Stock so pulley? he can time attack the crap out of his car because he's got like full mods with the stock freaking pulley on. Yep. And like, you never have to worry. Like it's the, we, we have a great customer. His car was in here last year, Kyle Brackey. Uh, he just went down to, he lives in Florida, went to Poconos Raceway, I think last week. And he was emailing me and, you know, sent sent a scan just said hey i want to make sure things look good and i'm like yeah man they do but your iat twos after a two three just you know two gears and he was on a two nine i believe or two eight yeah we're like 140 and i'm like you're gonna be out for 20 minute sessions over and every single straight you're doing this back to back to back to back to back and yeah you got a lot of airflow on a road course but like He's like, you know, I'm going to bring the, the larger pulley and slap it on. I'm like, fantastic idea. Yeah. Yeah. Throw that if in. If he does what he says he's going to I, do. He, he, well, yeah, I, he can does. Does. I can agree with that. <laughs> if you've got even a full modded, properly modded LSJ, it can run a 2.8. If you have a oh, yeah. full modded, properly modded 3,800, it can run a 2.8. If you want to beat on it for 20 minutes at a time, it needs a 3.0 or a 3.2. 3.1, 3.2. Yeah. 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 
Like, um, if but, you want to be on a car for 10 minutes straight, like, you should be running a pulley multiple sizes larger than, like, what well, well, Paul just chimed in and said, uh, you know, he, Paul knows, it looks like, he is like, uh, yeah, you know, you run a smaller pulley for the street when you go through, like, two or three gears and then you let off. Mm-hmm. That's exactly true. Yeah. Um, you don't... It's, you don't need any tune updates because as that pulley increases your airflow, the MAF sensor sees it yep. and it adds fuel accordingly. Yeah, we're, yep. we're yeah, that's the other part I didn't. We're mention. very fortunate that GM is all MAF based. It makes it easy. Yeah, yeah. The, you know the engine always knows that the, the LSJ PCM especially and the 3800. It has no idea what pulley size is on. The doesn't car. know. Doesn't care. Doesn't care because it's if like I see, oh, if I, have I see X this airflow, airflow. Here you go. That's what you get. So. And and going back to what Tim said, you know, this is another reason why remote tuning is so great. I got a guy right now uh, sent me his first scan on a stock pulley, and it was only like seven pounds. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty low. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I meant to put the three one on. You know, can you adjust for that? And I'm like, all right, same file. Here you go. <laughs> here's some <laughs> here's some trim tweaks. And his three ones only making uh, like eleven pounds, and he's done his uh, due diligence. You know, he looked over the rotor coatings; those look good. His bypass valve works, all that. And I'm like, well, it's either just a really well running engine, and you got some good mods to support it. And I'm like, he's like, oh, did you know? Is that bad that it's low? I'm like, no, eleven pounds. That is, you are sitting really good, mm-hmm. but it puts it can put things in a weird area. You know, if you're, if, especially in the timing chart, if you're expecting a certain amount of grams per cylinder or, you know, grams per second and at 11 pounds, it's way up higher. So his timing was a little high. We adjusted that. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, same thing, you know, every car comes with the same tune from the factory, but not all cars are the same. So biggest thing is check your bypass valve too. They're adjustable on the 3800. I think they are on the LSJ. Mm-hmm. With zero vacuum vacuum in this system, engine off, that bypass valve needs to be slammed shut, if not preloaded lightly on the set screw. Yeah. When it sees vacuum, it pulls that flapper door open and lets the bypass valve open. When you get into a wide open throttle situation and the vacuum is gone and you're you know, approaching boost, that that bypass valve closes so that all the airflow is being forced in the engine. If that bypass valve's squeaking a little bit of air past it, you're going to show low boost numbers. Mm -hmm. A bypass valve that doesn't function on a 3800 makes four pounds of boost. Don't matter what pull you have on it. If you see four pounds of boost in your 3800 and you're like, man, I need (laughs) more than that, check the bypass valve and I guarantee you it won't be closing all the way with engine off what's nice is you can check that in your garage the bolt holes are slotted so you can adjust it yeah you can move it around and just get it set with a little bit of tension on it the the lsj is a little tougher to really see i mean obviously you can't see it's bolted down to the intake manifold but um it's four bolts to get a lsj blower off like remove the coupler undo evap connection and the connector and remove the belt and you know, zip that thing off, flip it over, and move the bypass valve through its its range of motion. Because uh, got another guy today. He's he's got one where it was cracking open, and same thing. He had low boost, but um, you know, it, it, these are just things that we do this every day, so we we know. And I got yeah. a funny story when it comes to that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we had a customer come in, uh, an Ion 
you know, full, full bolt on M62 ion, uh, red line. And, uh, I'm doing a pull and his boost is, is dropping <laughs> off through the pole. And I'm like, what is going on? So I'm, I'm looking over the car and I'm like, okay, let's make sure his bypass is closed. His mm -hmm. bike bypass is closed and hammered shut. And you know, I do another pull boost falls off and I'm like, what is going on? So I go grab one of the mechanics, bring the mechanic into the dyno bay. And I'm like, watch that freaking bypass valve when <laughs> I'm at full throttle. Moves, yep. So I floor it on the dyno and he's like, yup, the bypass opens. So I'm like, okay, why is this happening? You know, because Engine's it's creating vacuum at wide open throttle. Yes, because it is a vacuum boost actuated, you know, product. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm like, all right, like the bypass is opening at full throttle. Like it slowly creeps open at full throttle. So that means that it's telling me that there's a, a vacuum on the intake tube, which is pulling a vacuum on the bypass valve and opening it up. So I, I'm like, I start digging my hands. I un unbolt the uh, fender liner and I reach in here and I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> oh no. This dude had four t-shirts zip tied around his air filter. What? Why? I've heard this story. For, for, for water, I guess. <laughs> oh no. He kept oh. getting water in his intake. So he thought a t-shirt was the best idea. <laughs> yes. Pretty funny. So I took all the t-shirts <laughs> off and it, it made a good power. <laughs> yeah. like, Pro tip. <laughs> I, so my, my, you know, it's funny. It's all funny. But like, if you guys do custom stuff. <laughs> let us just, know. Just let us know. He didn't, he didn't, on the dino sheet, he didn't put four t-shirts on intake. <laughs> and the thing is current mods t-shirts on intake <laughs> they're 100 percent cotton though they'll breathe <laughs> this is, i mean at least I'm, it wasn't underwear i'm embarrassed i i probably burned like four dino poles doing this but it's like why would you ever think that it, yeah that's the kind of things in a remote tune That'll throw you for a loop for two weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine diagnosing that. <laughs> like, because there's always a first time that this uh, happens. Yeah. Yep. And then you, and then the thing is, like, you know, the customer, like, I, I, I love you guys. I love you guys. I don't want to start this, start this off. <laughs> start this tone. <laughs> but you guys, sometimes you like, you, you kind of do that to us. And it's really hard to diagnose. <laughs> No, you don't cut up your ZZP t-shirts. I soak them in oil like the K&N filters. Uh, it, it was pretty funny. They were oh. intense t-shirts. You know, yeah. and, and it's funny because they don't know any better. And and if I said, "Hey, I'm having this problem," like he wouldn't be able to tell me like that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, I had to figure that out on my own. And it's like, and of course, I didn't charge him for that extra no, absolutely. time. Absolutely, because it's like, oh, you know, I guess we this is just a learning experience. You know, you know, you bring it here. You want it to work. We want it to work. <laughs> yeah. Usually whatever it takes to an extent. Yeah. But that does happen. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, wild. Man. Wild. I, I've seen so many things. So many self-engineers like. <laughs> and they never remember that they do that stuff. Man, I. Shoot. I would have. Put the filter right on the throttle body at that point. 
I mean, I would just maybe figure out where the water's coming uh, from yeah, and make sure the too. water doesn't get there. And I think it was because I think he had like, um, I think he, I think he had some broken front plastics. Uh, yeah. So like the, the front tire was sending water right into the filter. If I recall. Yeah. Fender um, roll intakes are really cool. They are hard to maintain. Yeah, you, you got to make sure you have everything. There. They're not hard at all if you like if you use good common fender sense. liner. Yeah, check the and you. In my opinion, you can't run a fender line fender well intake without a pre filter. Like, how, yeah. how about this? I'm going to exaggerate this What's to make nice the is point. All of our ZZP filters have pre filters now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to exaggerate this to to make the point, but like, let's say you have a car and you slammed it on its nuts, like mm-hmm. we like to refer to. It's on its nuts, and then you have like bigger than stock tires on it. And then when you turn, it occasionally rubs. Guess what that's rubbing on? Your wheel well liners. Guess what your tire does with water? It throws water forwards. So you literally can be just throwing water on your air filter. And it doesn't take much to soak an air filter. It really doesn't. And it doesn't like in it doesn't take much to piss off your MAF sensor either yeah, because no. the MAF sensor is a little filament and it just sends a voltage across it and when like as the water it, as the, uh, as the air I'm sorry <laughs> is flowing across that filament it's like oh it takes this much voltage to like keep this filament warm well when you hit throw water at it it's like holy crap uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, water's like what so the, the best conduit of like, or the best conductor, trans- yeah. conductor, yeah, like it's yeah. bad times. So water is bad. Water is real bad. <laughs> water is real bad. <laughs> and like, and, and you guys, like, obviously we have to create products that you can easily bolt on your cars because most people, uh, the, the car that they buy and ZZP sells mods for is potentially highly their first car. Oh yeah. It's first, their first, first car, car or first car modifying. So... With that, we have to keep products like pretty easy to install. So that means our cold air intake does not block off 100% of the heat that it could. Because yeah. if it did, it would take three more hours to install it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and cost like a lot more. So like what you what you self what you self like engineer guys can do is you can build little shields to block more of that hot air off and Holy crap, does your tuner love it? Because, like, you know you know how much faster your car feels on a cold day. Oof. Blocking off hot underhood air from your air filter does that every day. Yep. Yeah. Just like just like, like Bo was saying today. It was sunny and cold. And, man, the oh, boost man. weather has you. Yeah, I you wanted to get the Regal out so bad to go to Thanksgiving yesterday. I was telling Sarah, I was like, can we get the Regal out? <laughs> like, I have to ask her. <laughs> but I was like, babe, should we take the Regal to Thanksgiving? She's like, no. And I'm like, come on. It's a it's good so day to much, go for a drive. so much cooler than the, than the HHR. Because Regal is just slammed in the garage, covered up, battery unhooked. Full tank of yeah, fuel. Man, there ain't, there ain't no salt yet on the roads. Pull know. that thing out. Yeah, but you it's, pull it it's out. It's so hit or miss. And I was so I was so preventative this year because like I've been bit probably two years in a row yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. It pisses me off. We had some early November yeah, snows the, the last snow few years. Comes. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. of course, the year I'm like, we're putting them away. We put them away, and then we're sitting here on Thanksgiving, and it's 40 degrees and beautiful sun not a not a speck of salt on the road yeah i know i'm like man i could use some boost in my life right now talk about a perfect day 
Yeah, the blue car probably feels pretty good today. <laughs> you know, I love Adam's question. I think you boys should go around. Before we do, what are we doing this weekend? What are you thankful for? Thankful for? Automotive related. Ooh, okay. What a great question. Man, I'm going to start this off. Yeah, go ahead. I am thankful for freaking turbos, man. <laughs> hey, oh, man. Like, you know, I've got this little 1.4 Sonic... And all of our little, all our little stuff, our ATSs with the two liters and that damn LNF, which is like the best engine ever made. Quote me on that. Like turbos, man. I love turbos. Somebody decided to harness exhaust energy. Wasted energy. Yeah. It oh, wasted yeah. exhaust energy. I love it. And to make more power. Like, holy crap. We're gonna, it's a beautiful thing. We're going to harness this wasted exhaust gas. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to spin this heat and a compressor wheel that forces more right air in it. In. Yes. Right back in. Boom. Love that. Man, I, I, would, I would really like one. to see some, like, OG, like, original turbos. And oh, yeah. see, like, their wheel. You know, was it just... A circle with four flaps on it, completely <laughs> straight. Fourth of then... July episode, we did automotive history. Next Fourth of July, let's do turbo. Turbo history. history. What, what was right. it? Wasn't it the Regal T type from like the eighties? It was. That it had. Was. It was a V six turbo, and if I recall, that car used window washer. Yeah. Yes. To yes. intercool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, because yeah. it was not intercooled. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And man, that V6, oh, dude, don't get me started. Oh, I know, bro. I know. It's it's Man. a precursor a to the thirty eight hundred. So, so is it true that the uh, the three eight that came in the GN was a precursor to the thirty eight hundred? Like, is it the same engine architecture, or was it There's a different V angle? There's or... not much similarities. Ah, okay, unfortunately not. <sighs> I would say it's probably closer to the series one. 3800 but i could be wrong i honestly don't have a ton of grand national knowledge because i don't have the money for grand national knowledge i can't believe they came out with it because they came out with that grand national at the peak of the most pathetic v8s ever made so you know talk about 200 horsepower my so as much as i love grand nationals and respect them greatly one of my life goals is to have a late 80s grand or sorry regal yep t-type t-type white it doesn't even have to be a t-type but okay i like the t-types because you can get the white Mm -hmm. and it has to i like the white but i would kind of like a ratty just g-body regal and put a turbo 3800 in it and call it the nasty national (laughs) (laughs) you know like series two yep 67 fucking whatever Uh, do you know uh dave norris has one of those Dave Norris, a triple edge performance, Does the guy really? that the only builder of the 3800 4T65. Yeah, know that. he has a Regal, a Regal with a Series 2 3800 in it. Oh, so there's a and guy. He that... drove it up to our shop like, like man, like that's cool. Ten plus years ago, and I was just fawning over this thing because I was so jealous because I had an 84 Grand Prix, mm-hmm. which is the same car, yeah, white yeah. with the blue vinyl top and T tops, like. The there's a guy that floats around on sloppy mechanics. He has a four door, a four door Malibu Mike Mike four door Malibu G body. What year? The year you got G body four door. You know, eight early eighties, I think, right? Eighty four, eighty three. Seventy eight 
Oh uh, yeah, Tim yeah. three hundred WSM. No, you do not need a tune for a catback. So anyway, it's twin charged. Oh nice! In a four door Malibu, That's and he floats good. around slapping mechanics. It's pretty clean build. It's cool. Yeah, G body. Any G body with a root with a thirty eight hundred in it, it's got my respect. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gordon got a, Barclay you got a distributor on it still or no, turbo thirty eight hundred <laughs> turbo Omni. Oh yeah, I'm in. Turbo awesome. Omnis are cool. Uh, I'll follow up with the, what am I grateful for? Uh, a good car year. Just overall, good, good modding year, good. Shoot, you're right, dude. It was, yeah. We like should it. reflect a little bit. Like, it was just a good year. SCT was good. All Like, the events went well. We, had, you know. Drag Sonic did its thing. Drag Sonic ran great. All my cars did well. Tail of the Dragon no, did great. Never opened the didn't didn't have a single nitrous event on the. Uh, even though I tried turning it on, every even time, more but... full spectrum. Like <laughs> our R and D and overall, just um, yeah. everything, everything has been the great. Building the parking lot. Yeah, it's been a year. It's been a year. Twenty twenty three. If we could only even do half of what we did in twenty twenty four, we're gonna be somewhere. Oh yeah. But yeah, good cars all year, you know, selling cars, modding them, whatever. It was it was just solid. I'm gonna get sentimental on this one. Here we go. Oh man, are we get our tissues out? Get it's our not eyes too dry sad. Out? It's not too do, sad. Do I need some more bullet? <laughs> I'm glad ten years ago I bought a stupid two door Grand Prix, and I'm thankful I'm, for that. I, son I'm of here a gun. here with you. Same I'm thing so with my glad base that model I, Cobalt. I'm so glad that I pitched my mom that this was going to be the best college car I could ever have. <laughs> mom, I'm going to run this 85 cents a gallon fuel in this car because it's E85. Because you used to be able to oh, get yeah. E85 for 85 cents a yeah. gallon. Less and then it went more. to like 95 and it was like buck 09. But either way, I was like, oh, look at these savings. Days. I'm driving to community college, Mom. I need a car that's efficient. And it runs this fuel. And we have the Midwest biggest ethanol plant two miles from our house yeah, and i'm gonna pretty killer i'm gonna fuel it there every day mom and i'm gonna drive it to college little did she know i was gonna blow that sucker up <laughs> so fast <laughs> and it was never gonna go anywhere again unless i was wrenching on it and spending way too much money on it for the, all of my college years yep. yep and that's exactly what i did and then one day at dino days i met turbo tim <laughs> and he goes man this is a good one i said damn right <laughs> that was basically my and tim's relationship from the start he said the same thing with the regal i was like hell yeah brother ain't that what it's about <laughs> what a cocky arrogant a-hole i was but you know when you honestly when i was young i put in the time like i, I genuinely put in the car. time and at dino days when i you know that was like four or five years after i bought that car and i had done everything and i was i was nervous as hell signing up for that dino days because you know like there was a lot of people here yeah the 3800 ones and it's got to pull on great, great crowds and unfortunately i wasn't it, a remote tune guy so like i pull in on a 1.0 pcm <laughs> what an a-hole i was 
on a full build like XP WD. cam, yeah. and that what? thing, and that sucker puts down like th- high three sixty wheel, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. it made what three sixty on a freaking mail order too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm good. <laughs> Is he good or am I good? I don't know. I think we're both good, yeah, dude. Yes. It's a good thing we're the guys tuning your 3800s nowadays. A good wrench, a good tuner. <laughs> yep, there you go. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I'm thankful for because I wouldn't have been able to be here for this Black Friday. You know, I'm I'm sitting in the office all Black Friday, and I told Tyler, I'm like, man, I'm so happy to be here. I honestly couldn't be more content about being here. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else other than in this building on Black Friday. So yep. that's what I'm thankful for. The car that got me here. And today, for being a super clean and successful Black Friday. Yeah. Man, I, I second that. Like, yeah. think about the choices we made. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm kind of <laughs> jumping on this, too. But, like, the choices we made to get us to where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, and crazy. it's just like, honestly, a lot of those choices I couldn't have been more doubted for, but didn't give up, you know? Yeah. And that's all I can say to you guys with a 3800 or any platform car at home is, you know, maybe your girlfriend don't love it. (laughs) Maybe your mom don't love it. Make sure you prove them wrong. Make sure you prove them wrong. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you got a heart and you got a vision to do it. Follow through with that stuff. Yeah. And and really, as you only live once is silly. It's true. Like, to make the best out of your 20s and 30s within your means, you know, don't go... Don't go bankrupt trying to mod your 3800 oh, or, or whatever, but like... I mean, on the topic of Black Friday, <laughs> I would budget six months out to save 400 bucks to spend a day, you know? Yeah. Like, not that 400 bucks is a lot of money, yeah, but but you know what? Get you somewhere. I knew Black Friday was coming, and I would make sure I had something. I would spend every penny. I'd wait till midnight on Black Friday, and I'd surf that site. And, and cars are not a good investment. In, even if you don't modify them, they're not a good investment typically. Uh, so, you know, this is everything that we do here goes against the grain of most people. They're like, what in the world are you doing with this 2005 Cobalt? Hey, have fun. You know, the way I talk, um, you know, because I'm obviously install bay manager and I get a lot of builds and everybody's like, wow, why are they doing that? I was like, well... Why does your uncle spend twenty thousand dollars on a split bumper seventy Camaro? Yeah, it's his it's dream car. Yeah. it's his dream car. It's the car he wanted in high school. Yep, it's everything that he wanted when he was eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. And finally, had just the because means to you do it. have yep. the funds to do that Ion build with the two fifty seven and the F forty, that thing's gonna be a riot. You do that shit, brother. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Dan, I'm going to grab you right before we get to uh, what are we doing this weekend. I, I know you had mentioned uh, getting an ATI. An ATI is a great investment, but honestly, grab a new stock crank pulley. You're, it'll be fresh. We, we have them on the site. Uh, you can run that with the Stage 2 cams. Um, the, the rubber center basically is what eventually ends up degrading, and, and it'll break but it fails on every gm vehicle every gm engine that has it yeah if if you grab a new zero mile one that's no issue with stage two cams i mean that's that's what i'm going to do at first um yeah that would be interesting to try and yeah but anyway obviously we always love the atab yeah what what are we doing this week it's friday this weekend is two days off looking like good weather i'm gonna 
I'm gonna split some wood. Ooh. Get the oh wood. Boy. I burn wood all year some in the garage. Serious adulting right there. <laughs> I know. I uh, I you saw. Gotta get that wood split so I can come over and drink some beers in that garage. Of yours. You betcha. That that is a Woo. good garage to drink some beers in. <laughs> we should I'll tell you what. Beer day. Um, you know the I saw a thing today. A man who cuts his own wood sweats twice. <laughs> One when he cuts it, and one when he burns it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just splitting and cutting wood because um, I heat the garage with wood all winter, and we're gonna have a nice weekend, and I need to get it ready and dry it out and split up, ready to th- throw on the stove when it's January, and I need to pull the valve covers off the regal and do some tinkering. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I have no plans this weekend. I think we're gonna, I don't know, hang out with some people tonight, and then. Um... I don't know. I might work on the base model, but but I won't. But I won't <laughs> because if I'm if I'm buying a, a nine three sport combi, you know, then I don't need to. <laughs> so it'll sit there for a little while. I love that. <laughs> what about ah, you, Tim? I just got the last F one race to watch. That's yep. pretty much it. So that's exciting. You know, I I definitely know the wife needs a break. Oops, I said the wife again. My bad. <laughs> my wife, my wife my that wife. I love very much. My lovely uh, lady. Of course, man. I, I don't. I didn't watch the race live because it was like three a.m. or something. I was up but. at the beginning of the race. Oh, were you? Yeah, we we had went out and then we came home and we were just sitting around watching TV. And Erica's like, "All right, I'm going to bed." And I stayed up until like twenty laps in. Ah. It, it was cool to catch it live, but it was late. Nice. Yeah, it's always cool super late. Yeah, but yeah, watch the F1 race, and that's pretty much it. Do yeah. some old people things. You know, I do the bowling bowling league on Saturdays. Yeah, nothing so wrong with bowling. I love a little bowling. bit of that. Uh, F1 Vegas provided some really good racing. I mean, it screwed my guy over. You know, Sainz got pumped by that manhole cover. Yeah, he did. And I just, I saw a freaking, and then I'm like going on Facebook. Yeah, like, (laughs) ruiner. My freaking guy crashes on practice one. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, I know. But um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Some bowling and some F one and some relaxing after this crazy Black Friday. Probably have to come in and do some work. I want to end it on Noah Hammock's comment. Yeah, thanks to our shipping team. No kidding. Yeah, happy Black Friday, guys. I appreciate Noah. I appreciate you recognizing how hard they're working right now while we're horsing around up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we, right? we get the easy <laughs> easy job up here, uh, and they're putting in the work, and they have all day, so. Uh, we appreciate everyone for coming on. Thanks for joining us day we'll after Thanksgiving. I uh, hope everyone has a good weekend, and we'll catch you next week. We sure yeah. will. Peace. 141. 141. Later, Gators.